Uvalde, Texas is where I was born. It's where my, my mom taught kindergarten less than a mile from Robb Elementary. Maite wore green high top converse. Wore these every day. Green converse with a heart on the right toe. These are the same green converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. How about that? Mm. Now this particular drawing is a, uh, a self-portrait right, of, of Aletha drawing with her friend in heaven looking down on her drawing the very same picture. You know what every one of these parents wanted, what they asked us for? What every parent separately expressed in their own way to Camilla and me? We want secure and safe schools and we want gun laws that won't make it so easy for the bad guys to get these damn guns. Hello, hello, and welcome to Not A Lawyer Podcast. With me, Loren Ruiz Briseño. This is a leftist critique of law and politics from a queer migrant perspective which is mine, from my perspective. I am neck deep in bar prep right now. I probably shouldn't be doing a podcast, but there is just too many things going on and talking about it gives me life. So let's start with the obvious story, which is Ubalde, which everyone has heard about by now. 19 dead babies. Um, who knows how many fucking cops sitting around doing jack shit outside, right? So we've got, I've got, I put a timeline together of what we know happened. So we've got 19 dead babies, a dead teacher and her husband who dies of heartbreak two days later. Cops waited for 40 minutes outside of the school because they were scared of being shot. They saved their own kids. We have cops who ran into the school, snatched their own babies out, ran back outside like fucking cowards. We have tapes of parents begging the cops to do something. What are you guys doing? What the fuck? Why are you just standing there? Oh my God. Cops proceed to handcuff and detain parents for trying to save their own kids. Keep in mind, cops are simultaneously saving their own kids. Parents are copying the cops, doing what the cops are doing, trying to snatch their kids, getting detained and handcuffed for doing the same fucking thing that the cops are doing. So it's okay if, if you're a cop, you can save your kids. If you're not a cop, you can't. There's so many things that went wrong with this story, like so many things. It, the cops weren't in the building. We have a mom witness who convinced the cops to release herself, to release her. She runs in, proceeds to tell the news. Nobody was in there. There wasn't a goddamn cop in there. You could hear shots. You knew it was an active shooting situation and there weren't cops in there. So now we have the Uvalde cops calling her and threatening to take, to violate her parole or her probation for some shit she did 10 years ago. Like, if that's not corruption, plain and simple, I don't really know what is. They're literally threatening to incarcerate her for speaking out about the, how fucked up they are and about how little they did. So for making them look bad, they're threatening her with, oh, also obstruction of justice charges, which is like people who are familiar know that obstruction of justice is like usually trumped up bullshit anyway, but damn, it's just sinister seeing it played out this way. There's conflicting stories. First, the cops say, oh, we engaged and disengaged, which is that language in and of itself 
should have been shooting off red flags with everybody. Engaged and disengaged. What the fuck does that mean? That can mean, hey, uh, don't go in there. Okay, bye. That that could mean engaged and disengaged. Um, it could have meant a fuselage of fucking gunfire. All you know, that could be engaged and disengaged. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, but now the story is different. Now he wasn't met with cops. Now it was a, a teacher, a teacher's fault for leaving the door propped open. Just kidding. The teacher came out and told the news that that was a lie and that they didn't prop the door open. So why the fuck are the cops lying to the public with such ease? What happened? We don't have their body cams right now. They're not releasing it. They're not cooperating with the investigative agencies. So please tell me about how fucking helpful cops are when you see this kind of, I mean, what, what is obstruction of justice if not refusing to engage with an agency that's investigating your misconduct? First, the doors were unlocked and the shooter just was able to enter. Oh, no, just kidding. Now they were actually fumbling with a locked door to enter. What the fuck happened? Now there's, so at first the cop said something a lot to the effect of, we're pretty sure that only the assailant killed people. We're pretty sure that only the assailant, like what? What? I don't have an exact quote, but my fucking red flags were going off right away with that shit. Where it was like, why are you making affirmative declarations that only the assailant was shot? Or that only the assailant shot people? I think that's what it was. Oh, the only, people, only the assailant was the one who killed people. Why are you saying that? Why are you going out of your way to say that? Oh, because now it seems like the cops shot kids. We've got a tape of a little girl going, I've been shot, I've been shot. And then you have somebody else saying, they shot her. Who's they? I'm pretty sure that they're not referring to the shooter at this point. I'm pretty sure they're talking about a group of people. I think common sense would dictate that they weren't referring to the shooter. Whoever said that they shot her. What the fuck happened? Uvalde to me is the number one example of why we need to abolish the police. Number one case in point. I was hearing an analysis the other day that, that described it this way. They said, the cops in this country are fucking programmed to maximize control over every situation and to minimize their own danger. Ergo, you see cops handcuffing parents for trying to save their kids and, and for trying to actually do something when the cops are being worthless. Alongside cops maximizing their own protection and literally sitting outside as they hear gunshots. It, it's the equivalent of a fucking fire engine hearing the sounds of screaming, burning people and saying, I don't want to get burned. So I'm just going to sit here and fucking wait. Like what the fuck? Oh, but we already know that cops don't have a duty to protect people. The Supreme court has already said that. Um, there was a case that there's a case, I believe it was Gonzalez where there was a woman who was being, uh, stalked. Uh, harassed and threatened by her ex-husband um, and she's telling the cops please protect me this man is literally saying he's going to kill me um, he has a way to get to my house I have a restraining order but he's not doing shit about the restraining order will you please protect me come watch my house for the night or something um, nah. typical cop response we don't want to do that so we're not going to so the woman dies, but not only her, but also her two babies get shot um, by the domestic uh, abuser. And so lawsuit ensues, obviously. Why the fuck 
didn't the police enforce the restraining order? Well, lo and behold, the Supreme Court says the police don't have a duty to protect people. I'm extremely confused. You're confused. I'm fucking confused, bro. I repeat, the police don't have a duty to protect people. So what's all this protect and serve all about? It, it's a lie. It's an actual lie. <laughs> protect and serve is an actual lie. They put it on their on their walls, on their cars, because it sounds really nice and it engenders a sense of trust and um, reliance when really cops do not have to protect people. They have no affirmative duty to protect people. That is exactly what those cops were thinking about outside of that school. They were like, we don't have to do shit. We don't have a duty to protect nobody. We don't have to do nothing and we're going to be fine. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you here right right here now. None of those cops are going to get arrested. None of those cops are going to get fired. They are it, it is it is everyone in the Uvalde Police Department. Joe Biden would say, "We need to give the cops more money." Um Uvalde has 40% of the fucking budget of the Uvalde, of the town of Uvalde. They have all the money in the world. They had fucking bulletproof vests. They have they have tactical gear, militarized gear. We know how militarized our fucking police departments have become. Our police departments are effectively the standing army that our fucking, that the, that the drafters of the constitution were so scared of. Uh, but we have that now. We have standing armies of militarized police forces everywhere. And they were scared of a, of a kid with an AR who didn't have a bulletproof vest. Like, so this segues us into the whole gun control conversation which I also think is a load of bullshit. The White House were, oh, oh, oh yeah, no, actually this was a tweet from the Washington Examiner that I wrote down pretty soon after this happened. The White House refused to call for an investigation into the police response to the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, saying President at Joe Biden, quote, has the utmost respect for the men and women of law enforcement. I mean, it, we're living in fascism, right? Like this is this is what fascism looks like. The president of the United States is like, I actually have the utmost respect for cops. And so I actually don't want to investigate them. What a fucking clown. Like we, oh my God, naturally they're being investigated now because there's way too much bullshit that came to the forefront. There was way too much lies. And even the government itself has realized that the public is way too pissed about this and that they're going to have to do some kind of investigation. Let me go ahead and call it now though. The results of the investigation are going to be as follows. Hello, we are the governmental task force. And after weeks of investigation, we have determined that the Uvalde Police Department was not at fault and that they did everything according to the way it's supposed to be. And fee. So it's just like, okay, typical Biden bullshit, you know, like, I love the cops, give them more money. Shut the fuck up, Biden. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, like, this tweet uh, obviously didn't age well because you made yourself look like a goddamn idiot before you even knew what the fuck was happening. So now what? I'm not going to investigate. Two weeks later, we're fucking investigating. So good job, Biden. Good fucking job. Now, the Democrats really like to talk about background checks. Um, it turns out that 80% of our population supports background checks, so why don't we just have background checks? Guess what? This kid in Uvalde didn't have a criminal record. I'm pretty sure that the white supremacists in Buffalo didn't have a criminal record either, but don't quote me on that. But what I'm going to go ahead and say is that this background checks isn't going to do jack shit. Oh yeah, 80% of the population believes in background checks. Because the Democrats have been shoving background checks down everybody's throats as the only solution to gun control. Why don't we have background checks already? Dude, the amount of people who don't have background, criminal backgrounds who are gonna get like, where do I even start? 
these shooters are white men you know these are white male domestic abusers these fucking people already don't aren't are, are less likely to be getting arrested like we know that the police disproportionately target black and brown communities these fucking like radicalized white men are not the police's number one priority so we can just talk on a systemic level that already there's a lesser likelihood that these kinds of assailants are going to have a criminal record just because we understand how institutional racism works in this country but beyond that what about the people who do have a criminal record what the fuck's that gonna save us from I have a friend who has an assault on a police officer charge because the cops were ripping their clothes off and they were panicking and pushing people away from them. Like the ambulance was chopping off their shirt. I lovingly refer to assault against a police officer charges as cop touching charges because everyone who has looked at these kinds of cases understands that cops will charge you for assaulting them if you touch them. Any physical contact at all you're going to get assault on a police officer. If a police officer is ripping your clothes off, chopping off your shirt, you cannot touch their arm. Like you can't, or you're going to get an assault on a police officer charge. So that's my main thing is that to me, these background checks is just democratic security theater. Background checks is going to be the same as TSA at the airports. Oh, we have these background checks. We did something. It's not going to do jack shit. I'm here to tell you now. We're going to keep having mass shootings. This shit's going to keep happening. And oh, these fucking... Here's the thing. I really avoid absorbing conservative media because for me, liberals say enough stupid shit to give me a mouthful of stuff to talk about. So I don't even like bothering with the bad faith that we see on the right. But, you know, through osmosis, I can't help but hear some of it. Apparently they're saying, it was a mental health issue. This is about mental health. Okay, let's talk about the fact that we shouldn't criminalize all people with mental illnesses. Alright, I was at a fucking legal presentation once where the, the, the lawyers talked about, Oh, well, what do we do when we have like clients with BPD? They're crazy, am I right? Yeah, you know, those crazy BPD clients, they're pretty fucked up. But you just gotta know, they're traumatized, they don't know any better. Why are we doing that? So I'm just sitting there in the audience feeling alienated as fuck, right? I'm like, uh, you guys realize that, like, people with BPD don't just rob banks. They're also fucking lawyers, too, you know? Like, we, but we can just talk about how we're at a higher e mental echelon than the mentally ill, you know? Like, that's <laughs> twisted. And that, it's sort of like, we see this shit with, like, criminalization, too, where it's like, oh, the criminal class must be kept separate from the innocent class, when it's like, at the end of the day, we're all criminals, <laughs> like... Uh, there's books out there that talk about all the laws we're breaking in every given moment. The laws are fucking intricate web and designed to ensnare us at every corner and we don't even know what fucking laws we're breaking or not. And the police, you know, only target certain communities and so that's why we only see certain communities getting arrested for crimes that are done virtually by everyone. Um, so I think that we see the same kind of thing with mental illness. You know, it's like this desire for our society to scapegoat the mentally ill where it's like, well, the mentally ill class separate from us are the ones creating these horrible violent outbreaks not really like we're all fucking mentally ill we live under capitalism we're all fucked up you know people of color traumatized for through generations Inter intergenerational trauma you know um yeah so yeah i don't like that talk i don't like that bullshit about oh, this is mentally illness. but even if it was 
which is not, right? And so you, you, let's pretend that they're right, which they're not. If the stats were to show, oh, most shooters have mental illness, which they don't, um, then why aren't we funding m mental health programming? You know what I mean? Like we just keep slicing and dicing all of our mental health programming and wondering what the fuck, you know, like, oh, oh if it isn't the consequences of my own actions here in Salt Lake City, I'll never forget fucking I, 15 years ago, I was reading a newspaper that was like, Valley Mental Health is the number one source of mental um, health uh, resources for homeless people. And the state's about to chop it all off because we don't fucking give a damn about homeless people and know what's going to happen to them. So fast forward, 15 years later, we have this horrible blight. Oh no, what are we going to do with all the homeless in Salt Lake City? And you know, they did manage to clean up their own mess, quote unquote, you know, pretty successfully. They implemented a, a, a sweep a program where the cops would sweep these blighted areas where folks, folks were forced to go because they had no other options and no support networks. And the great solution of Salt Lake City was to incarcerate a third of them because, oh, they all have warrants anyway, so we'll incarcerate a third of them. And then a third of them will offer rehab beds, but of course that's under very strict circumstances. You have to be willing to rehabilitate in exactly the way that we tell you to, otherwise, gone, you know? And then a third is going to go towards our uh, dec newly decreased... Um, uh, homeless shelters. So we had this homeless shelter that housed 1,200 people downtown. Um, we tore that down. Biskupski tore that down. I'm pretty sure it was her. Um, or maybe it was... Uh, I, anyway. And, and they tore that down and they built uh, two other homeless shelters with 200 beds each. Math would dictate these people don't have anywhere to go. But... And, and I mean... It's, it's, the 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 people uh, I mean, it's so temporary right so the people going to jail where are they going to go after jail people going to rehab where are they going to go after rehab we're just going to assume that now that they're clean they have all the community resources that they need to be able to like be a housed uh what's the word a productive member of our society are, are you fucking kidding me and so yeah we see that's just one fucking case study right like one example of what's happening all over the country this mass deprioritization of homeless people of of mentally of mental of the mentally ill you know this mass defunding of like public services for the mentally ill and 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 so there's just this hypocrisy where there's these fucking republicans who are like oh my god mentally ill people are the ones shooting us all we should do something about that you're literally the ones cutting mental health funding from our public sources so shut the actual fuck up bro like what <laughs> Yeah, this shit's really fucked up, and it's heartbreaking, and it, it it's like, I want to say it wrecks me, but I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm numb to this at this point, like, I, I think a lot of people feel numb, it's just like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Like, what the fuck? We live in a fucking, like, undemocratic, fascist-ass government, um, where, like, nobody, give, nobody in power gives a damn about the fact that babies are getting slaughtered all the time. They look to us, they look at us and they lie to us and say, this is mental health, this is other problems. Then why is it we're the only fucking country that has mass shootings? You know, like I saw this Onion article that was like, we don't know, we, there's just no way to solve this problem. Says the only country in the world with mass shooting problem. You know, and so it's just so fucking frustrating seeing this shit play out like this over and over again. It's fucking tragic. And I don't know, it's kind of weird to start with Matthew McConaughey, but I thought that his speech was actually really fucking good. Like, I, I, I thought it was powerful because it's just like, what the actual fuck are we doing, you guys? So there's more. I'm going to pivot away from that because there's more, more fuckery, more fucked up shit. 
there was a Supreme Court case uh, that I was meaning to talk about where basically uh, just gutting wrongful convictions. So it was, uh, no, you can no longer use uh, ineffective assistance of counsel, which is a post-conviction remedy, like an appeals remedy. Um, so you can appeal your case because, oh, well, I had a shitty lawyer who didn't, like, actually do what they were supposed to do. He was, like, high on Molly every time we were in court and, like, literally didn't object to anything objectionable and, like, fucked me over. Oh, okay, well, you can you, you can appeal then. We can, we can try again. That's that's the idea. If you have a really shitty lawyer, you, well, okay, that's not, that's not fair, is it? You deserve an actual shot, and so that's why people can appeal with that. Not the wrongfully convicted. Um, and I have been so busy that I'm going to admit I haven't read the case, but let's say that the facts establish that the lawyer was trash. Why wouldn't he be, why wouldn't this person, what? Like, why wouldn't you want an innocent person to be able to appeal? Like, that? the courts are designed for finality, I don't even know if that's a word, finality, more than justice. Like, that's what's so funny is that we're raising the society where we're like, oh yeah, these courts are all designed for justice. My little uh, Barbary flashcards, you open it up and it goes, oh, the law exists to resolve. Let me see. The law provides a nonviolent process for resolving disputes. Cute. Yeah, because the courts aren't violent. Interesting. And so we're told, oh, the courts are what bring justice. The prosecutors don't represent the victims. They represent the government because the government has an interest in justice, in keeping our societies safe. You know, that's why prosecutors shake hands with cops all day because of the pursuit of justice. That's corruption, BTW, when I, when I mention that. Because they're not supposed to shake hands and they do. Um, so we're told, oh, cops are mean, but justice. Oh, prosecutors are fucked up, but justice. Um, the laws are here because justice, and yet, we look at a case like this fucking like for wrongful convictions and it's like wait where's the justice oh actually finality matters to us more we would rather have the consistency of a court system you know final judgments really being final um because that kind of inconsistency can lead to some confusion or whatever insert abstract legal like philosophies here disconnected from people's lived experiences, disconnected from this human being right in front of you saying that he is fucking innocent. Like, eh, we're going to go ahead and just uh, uphold the uh, institutions because we want our institutions to be final. And um, even, even if the cost is innocent people dying. Like, let's be clear about that because that's what a Supreme Court's case that's guts AIC for wrongful convictions when they're looking at the facts of a well put together like case for wrongful convictions they're literally saying we care more about this abstract the abstract principles upholding this figure figurative institution well, upholding this institution than we do about your life your life matters less than the perception that i want this institution to have what the fuck but wait, there's more. So now we have a Supreme Court case that has given complete immunity to Border Patrol agents who violate the Constitution. Hooray! Egbert versus Boley. I'm reading a Vox headline right now. Is a severe blow to the proposition that law enforcement must obey the Constitution. 
So what happened was there was this guy along the border. He's uh, apparently runs some kind of sketchy inn where he's known for smuggling things. People are known to smuggle things. Oh, what a sketchy guy. So Border Patrol shows up and starts interrogating one of his patrons at his inn. And the guy steps between them, I'm pretty sure, and just goes, you know, you, you need to leave, actually. This is private property. I don't want you fucking people here. So the Border Patrol shoved Bole against the car, grabbed him, and pushed him to the ground. I mean, basically, the, the Border Patrol beat him the fuck up because they wanted to. And they, they were like, we're talking here. We do what we want, you know. Um, these G.I. Joe goons would rather just beat the shit out of people than use their words like adults. You know, that's just the M.O. of Border Patrol. I'm not making this up. I have observed Border Patrol for years when I studied law in the Borderlands. So, um, Border Patrol abuses are completely common. These people abuse their power every single day. When I worked at the Federal Public Defender's Office, every assignment I got was Border Patrol violating people's rights was border patrol exploiting people abusing people crossing the line you know like border patrol is a rogue agency they're fucked up they slaughter children we had a case from 2020 where the supreme court decided oh yeah border patrol shot a 15 year old in cold blood the facts have established that he was shot in cold blood nonetheless you cannot sue them because Border Patrol is above the law. Like, so that's what's fucked, right? We've got this hideously rogue agency, hideously violent, hideously abusive, with no, like, legal mechanisms to restrain them. And what makes this case really fucking infuriating, this uh, Bole case, is that the Supreme Court has the nerve to say, oh, well, actually, um, what you can do is you can file a complaint with the necessary agencies. So you can go ahead and do that, which just boils my fucking blood because these people know that there are no agencies that you can report border patrol abuses to at all. Like they just don't exist. Like, oh, okay, yes, there's, okay. There is an office that exists. Accountability through that office doesn't exist. When I was working in the borderlands, my friend, was working with the kids she would tell me oh yeah we know who the fucking predator is because the kid tells me nudge nudge point point that guy over there you see how he's giving cookies to that kid that's because he's a predator and we all know that he rapes kids what oh okay well my friend is a nonprofit lawyer who wants to do best for these children she calls the agency hey guys it sounds like this person name and badge is abusing children from what I'm being told by my clients. Uh, no reply, no response. She reaches out again. Hey, so whatever happened? I, I, I filed this complaint, don't really know. Response is, we do not have to respond to you. We do not owe you a response. We have received your complaint. We will not respond. The guy stayed, the predator remained because she remained for the rest of the summer and saw him continuing to groom at, uh, children and work with children for the rest of the time that she was there. Oh, okay. Anecdotal. <laughs> that, 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 that's what gets thrown at everyone who's worked in immigration. Oh, well, that's just, just anecdotal. Surely you just happened to see the worst of the worst. No, you look this shit up. We know that the office does nothing. The office has no teeth. The only office 
um, that office has literally no teeth. The office cannot do anything. Like, the office can't fire a Border Patrol. Maybe they can send a letter saying, we suggest that you should probably fire this person, but they have no power. I.e., there is no agency that you can report Border Patrol abuses to that's going to do anything. So this Supreme Court saying, oh, just file it with the appropriate agency is slapping everyone in the face who actually knows how these agencies work. Trump, what he did, what he did was he poisoned the fucking lake. And you know what happened here in Salt Lake, actually? Um, well, past the point of the mountain, actually, in Southern Valley. Uh, we had this beautiful Utah lake. The Utah lake was so polluted by industry that it's unsalvageable with the judiciary. They, they have been poisoned. They, it cannot be saved. We need a clean sweep. Get these fuckers out of there, you know? And honestly, to me, I say take it a step even further. Don't appoint new people. Tear the whole thing down. We don't need a Supreme Court. What we need to do is appoint a specialized court every time we have an appeals process that needs to go past the state level, and we'll put together a board of experts in that legal subject matter area. But a Supreme Court? Please. This isn't working. And it hasn't. And it's not going to. Thanks for listening, y'all. I don't think I'm going to say anything else uh, until after I'm finished with this bar. So I will see y'all in August. Thanks so much for your support. Please tell your friends. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to reach out at notalawyerpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a new website out, notalawyerpodcast.com. Thank you. 